Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. Welcome in, everybody. We made it to Friday again. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the Louisville ESPN, I said that backwards, ESPN Louisville app. It's true. However you're listening... Thanks for joining us this morning. And, Louie, I'm back in the saddle again. You should see the reactions of human beings around here when Dan Issel walks in. You'd think, like, Dan Issel showed up. Uh, but it, it's <laughs> it, it's great. I mean, there have actually been some changes around here. <laughs> a- Avery has her own office instead of sitting in a cubicle. Uh, we have a new TV in the conference room. That's very nice. New chairs in the studio. I had to come back more often. <laughs> How are you, Lewis? I'm good. Long day yesterday. Yes. Early morning this morning. Uh, uh, did we have uh, scholastic practice? We did. Our competition starts Tuesday. Oh. So we've Ooh. been building since October for Tuesday. Wow. And then uh, second part on Saturday next week. So, so what, do you think, into this. what do you think the uh, people are more ready to watch? Your, your youngsters in their scholastic yeah. competition or... Are NFL players playing dodgeball like they did yesterday? <laughs> why? Why do? Why are we doing this? <laughs> it's on the show sheet. Why are That's we funny. doing this? I mean, everybody wants to make the Pro Bowl, right? Because there's a, a lot of contracts. Them, a lot, exactly. Yeah. A lot of them have bonuses, but nobody wants to go. Right. Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Baltimore team, that. Through two touchdown passes <laughs> and three interceptions, not in a game, in the season is a Pro Bowler. He's dominating right now. By the I way. mean, they ought to wipe, that, they ought to wipe this thing off the face. People must watch it. That's all I can come up with. And uh, we, you know, uh, I, was, I was talking with Drew last week about it, and uh, seven million people watched the last Pro Bowl. That's a big number. I mean, Kentucky Louisville basketball is like one point one. Yeah, is that unbelievable? It's incredible. I mean, if, if and you remember, I think, oh God, what was it? The Wake Forest. Oh my gosh, it was a terrible bowl game. I mean, like a Wake Forest Texas Tech bowl game or something got three million viewers or something. Yeah, like two point three or something. Yeah. Like just, I guess people watch has, football, man. If, if it on. has football in it, I guess people are going to tune in. But is there man. an All Star game that you consider like, hey, I have to. I have to sit down and watch this. Do you watch the baseball one every year? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's the only one I watch. Uh, because baseball, to me, baseball is still the only one that resembles baseball. 
I mean, basketball. You're right. It does. Basketball, nobody guards anybody. Correct. And the hockey thing, the scores ninety-seven to well, forty-two. Well, they play three and on three now, and it's not, uh, it's yeah. awful. Right. And and this this debacle, I wouldn't turn this on. Text if, if it was the last thing, the last show on TV. Hang out with us today. I did not have the text line with me yesterday. I really apologize. Four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line. Text her immediately. I turned on the skills competition, vomited, and then smashed my TV. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's awful. It's not good. It's it's <laughs> awful. Dodgeball. <laughs> I know. Dodgeball, Louis. Oh man. I I do want to get into yesterday. Okay. Because you and I, there's a lot going on yesterday. We had a fun day we yesterday. Did. So thanks again to our friends over at Martini Bistro uh, out there in the paddock. Great spot for lunch. So we're there. And I don't know if you heard all these stories. So we're there. And and Avery, every time I go out with Dan, the same like two or three things happen. And then there's another thing that happens that we're not like ready for. Someone shows up in a colonel shirt every time we go out. (laughs) People show up in UK gear every time we go out. I hear about Louis Dampier every time we do. And you got to meet Louis. And I actually got to meet Louis. Puxatani Dampier. (laughs) You got to meet Louis yesterday. I feel like he talked a lot. He said like six words to me. Yeah. Yeah, No, no. No, He he revealed his soul if he said six words. But then yesterday happens. And, you know, I I invited some of the guys from the station. I said, hey, you know, we've got got a deal with Marty. Come on out. You know, I'll buy your lunch. Bought Louis's lunch. So Mark Ennis comes out. Very nice. Lives around the corner. Pops in, gets a nice lasagna for lunch, you know, whatever. And I get a text during the show. And there's three old BBN men sitting next to Mark Ennis. And they are so confused that Dan's working with a man named Louie and that I'm not Louie Damp here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought the funniest comment on this was on uh, First Replay yesterday. And Sweezy said, Louie Damp here has a fantastic mustache. And I'm just guessing Louis Rabot can't grow a mustache. <laughs> and, and he was right. right on both counts. He was right on both counts. What? What was? Re- uh, uh, there was a guy. I have to tell one more story, but go ahead. Okay, no, I wanted to tell my story. Yeah. There was a guy. There was a guy that showed up, and uh, I think he thought he might have thought you were damp here. Correct, because he showed up like at eleven o'clock to get his book autographed by Louis. Now he he had been to a remote when Mike and I had had the remotes at Bearnose. So he had my autograph yes. and he had had Mike's autograph. But I think he thought you were Dampier because he showed up at 11 with his book. And when I told him that Dampier wouldn't be there till 1230, he sat down and had lunch. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and waited and, and, and was finished. And when Louis got there, Louis signed his book and he left. I, I mean, made sure that Louis got over to that guy because that you're right. That guy waited ninety minutes to no, meet Louis Dampier yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he was, by the way, he was very excited to meet Louis Dampier. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why you would be excited to meet <laughs> Louis Dampier? Dampier. But. <laughs> so the other thing that happened that I love, and I don't know if Sweezy can hear me. Can he? Can he hear me? Okay. So we get there, and before the show starts, the owner's brother-in-law is there. Right, they 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 drove from where Richmond yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Right, okay. So they drive from Richmond, right? So they got up early to come meet Dan. Guy gets out of basketball, and Dan goes, "Oh, there's a signature on here." And he looks, and it's Tubby Smith. Yeah, big. It big. Tub, it, Tubby it, was real proud of that autograph. He took <laughs> he took the whole panel to write Tubby Smith. Dan turns the ball a little bit to see where he's going to be signing it. <laughs> Sees another autograph. Who was it, Dan? Slick Rick. <laughs> 
And there were there were a solid ten seconds where Issel thought about not signing that basketball. <laughs> and, and I, I think, mean, no question. You you had a hard moment of like, I don't want my signature next to that one. Oh, <laughs> Look man. at him in there. Look at him in there. Dominating after, after a big night of bourbon. <laughs> Look at you guys having a little double date out in BBM. <laughs> little Dan Issel, Goose Givens. Oh, oh. Little Terry Miners was there too. Oh I yeah, Terry Miners. Night. Oh yeah, Ter- Terry. Terry was great because. At the at the don't end. say that. <laughs> don't, how dare you? How dare you? At, at the end of the program, it, it, something happened where the four of us. Somebody came up and said, "I want a picture." With the four of us. So the four of us were sitting there, and all of a sudden, there's a line of 30 people yeah, of who, who want yeah. to individually have their picture taken with the four of us. And Miners jumps in because, you know, the people, there, there were some people my age who were having a hard time getting it focused and all of that. <laughs> so Miners jumps in, and he, to make the move, the line move quicker, he becomes the official photographer. Right. He says, Give me your phone. And $50. They come, they come yeah. in, click, get out of here. Next one. Terrible. It was great. Uh, I, I'm going to get out of here, but just because Issel's here, we need to. I, I don't know your schedule the next week. At some point, uh, well, two things need to happen. I think he needs to hear the Strebel rant from yesterday, okay. or in general. And then, uh, big picture, Strebel and I have created, and we, I mean, you need to be one of the faces of this the BBN scrolls. <laughs> BBN, because it's old and kind of musty, you guys have scrolls, and obviously Slick Rick is a chapter within those scrolls. Kind of like kind of like the uh, the Dead Sea yeah, Scrolls, no, that's, right? That's, 100%. That's, we're going to keep it in a, in a chest somewhere. Okay? That's what we're going to do. There you go, man. All right, you guys, have, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Good to see, good to see you. All right, Andy. With your Keeneland hat on. I yeah, love there it. There you go. I Keeneland on a Friday. Keeneland hat. I stole this from somebody. You know what? I ain't paying $38 for this. Yeah, right. Oh. Oh man! But I, I loved, I loved. You did have a moment where you legit thought about not signing that basketball. Oh, I wanted them to think that. I, <laughs> okay, sure. I, okay. I told you, I've never, I've I never know. since the day Sheridan was born, fifty-two years ago. I've never turned down giving somebody an autograph. So, the, uh, and so that happened. Obviously, lunch was really nice. Oh, we, I, we, we love I, it out there, Martina. It's really great. It yeah. was great, yeah, and, so. and the lunch was terrific. Absolutely terrific. Um, you know, I, I I just said I turned down. I don't turn down autographs. Uh, I don't have a problem turning down autographs when it's grown men that I know the item is going to Straight wind, to wind up yeah, being right. sold. Right. You know, it, it's a dead giveaway when they start taking pictures of you signing the autograph because then they can say it's Certainly legitimate it. and, and and all that stuff. So I don't have a problem. I I I told this story before. Yeah, really. like the people yesterday. It was clearly yeah. things oh, they were keeping. No, no absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I don't have that, yeah. no problem with yeah. that. But um I went the the uh a few years ago uh, a lady contacted me here through the the radio station and her Oh, you have a letter out there. Can you grab his letter? So we should open that on air. So um <laughs> So she contacted me and she said her son was in the military and he had an autographed picture of me that he was proud of. And the last time he got transferred and moved, the the picture disappeared. Okay. So she wanted to know if I could, thank you, if if I could um, replace replace it. Sure. And so I didn't have, uh, you know, I've got a few pictures in Denver. I didn't have any pictures here. Okay. And so I went online to see if I could. 
buy a picture online to sign to give it to this lady to give it to her son there were over a thousand dan issel autograph pictures a thousand louis <laughs> you flooded the market man well, I, and that's me. <laughs> I Can you imagine oh, how sure. many how many real real stars? Wow. How many <laughs> how many people they have? So. All right, so Dan's opening his letter. This has been here for what, three weeks. Avery, is that about right? I don't know. Something like that. I'm not exactly sure. It is a handwritten letter. Uh, you got fan mail there, Dan? Yeah, it's uh, from Mister jay harris oh there here, we go here in louisville there you go and it's handwritten wow it's two pages holy moly yeah we, we're not gonna but no. it's uh oh there you go uh, just glancing um he numbered the pages adri how about that <laughs> that way dan can read it in order there you go that's right um <laughs> now this is very nice well there you he's, go he's, he's 85 years old u.s army veteran okay and uh he said uh, he and his dad would listen to 840, oh, yeah. their table radio, 840, <laughs> and um, it goes way back, way back, bucket by pucket. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, well, there uh, you go. That's great. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'll read that yeah. all later, but it is four pages. So There you go. Nice. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, Jay. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Mr. Harris. Didn't write me a letter, but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> we'll see. All right. There are no autograph pictures of me on the internet. I promise. Right, you can't can't buy one there. No. I, it's because I turn kids down for autographs all the time. Yeah, yeah. Help those kids. Yeah, get them out. Get out of here. Get them out of here. In the way. Who am I, Jesus? Get out of here. Um. <laughs> Suffer the little children. <laughs> so let's talk about last night because okay. I thought last night was a blast. What? I had a great time. Well, yeah, because you were the star. You 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 stole the star from the guys in the seventy eighteen. I wasn't the star. I mean, although I, I did have a pretty couple of pretty good lines, <laughs> I have to admit that. Like I mean, the, Dan gets up there. There's three guys who won a national title in '78 on the dais, including Goose. I mean, the guy, right? The dude. And Dan just pushed them all out of the way. I mean, just pushed them out of the way. Uh, the host was there. He was doing his job, and, the, and and Dan's like, "Yo, give me the mic. Like, get out of the way." And you know, I learned something last night. Very important about you, Avery. You need to hear this. Goose is there. Dude dropped 41 in a title game. I mean, Duke couldn't figure him out, right? No. Yeah, they never made an adjustment. I, right. He made shot after it, shot it after shot from the free if throw If you left line. that guy open, yeah. it was over. Absolutely. And they're kissing the ring. Hey, Hissel's the star. They, got, they have a $2,000 bottle of bourbon in their honor with 50-year-old bourbon in it, and Dan's the star. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I, Rick Roby, uh, Goose Givens, Jackie, as we like to call him, <laughs> and and Kyle Macy have. With, he talked like his mother's still alive. Is she? Who Goose? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, and and so somebody found a barrel or two of bourbon that was fifty years old, Louis. It was barreled. In 1978, the year they right. won the national championship. And so there, there was a... No, no, three years before that. Three years, really. And so... Um, it was in the barrel when they won the title. That's okay. the point. Okay. Yeah, I that's gotcha. the point. Yep. But so they blended this with some newer stuff. Yep. 
and uh, and they call the bourbon 1978 and it's $1978 which i think is astronomical but i did a little bit of research and the, uh, the fraser museum right. the last bar- uh, bottle of bourbon they came out with it was like $1500 and it's now selling on the yeah, on the right. market open market for well over 3000 so this isn't as you say bourbon's made for drinking not keeping but this you might want to hold on if you have one of these bottles you might want to hold on to it for a while but so um, that was going to be my predicament if Dan just handed me a bottle last night do i find a way to get that to a bourbon broker for like 4 grand yeah or do i drink it yeah, well, fortunately, you didn't have to worry about that because neither one of us got a bottle. I'm going to go with unfortunately there. <laughs> so they kissed the ring, but they didn't, they didn't give him any bourbon. So I have to say, the boss move of the night. So we're at a bourbon event. Dan's sitting on the dais in front of everyone, drinking a beer. <laughs> I can't take that bourbon. I- <laughs> I taste. I tasted. That's a it. boss move. I tasted it. It's two thousand dollar bourbon. And, in front and, and of, I mean, nah, there was it, there wasn't an eighth of an inch of bourbon no. in the bottom of that glass, yeah. and but I couldn't get to the bottom of it. I <laughs> I tasted it, but that was that was it. That was it. So I also decided last night that Goose is the real goat at Kentucky. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. I get it. I get yeah. it. But the the title game performance, what he meant culturally at that place. And changing Kentucky forever. No frankly. question about that. Two thousand point score. Give me Goose Givens. That's give me Goose Givens. That, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> Have Goose come in here and be your partner. <laughs> be three hours of nonstop, nonstop stories and be like, "Hey, Goose, we went off the air an hour ago. Oh, I, I, let me tell you about this." But but, but it was. It, I, didn't it was you fun. think it was fun? It I was mean, fun. they they talked about the recruiting situation and about Coach Hall and about the championship. And no, it was uh, it was a fun. I evening. did realize I need to do more. I, I need to go look up more Joe Hall stuff. He sounded yeah. like he was a character. You know, but you never saw that publicly, right? I mean, he was he was the staunch, yeah, rolled the program. up pro <laughs> program. Goose told a great story. I want you to tell it about because I asked him at oh, the end. Man. I said, outside, outside of the championship, give me your favorite moment at UK. And Goose came up with a very. Do you know what I appreciated, by the way? Huh? Do you know what I appreciated about that question? Was that none of the guys were like, oh, I met my wife or, oh, you know, I, I really fell in love with geography or something. They gave another basketball exactly. example. Like, exactly. Know the room, talk right. about basketball. So, so, tell, tell so Goose, Goose tells the story. story. They go up to Assembly Hall and they're playing Indiana. And, oh, who's uh, Sean May's dad? Um, Scott May. Scott May, excuse me. Scott May is on the court. Goose is a freshman. And... Indiana's Kent, Kent Benson just, is on that team. I, yeah, they're, they're loaded. And they're beating the bleep out of Kentucky. Goose finally breaks away, gets a, an easy layup. Goes up as meekly as you can. And May comes back and swats the bell so hard it goes to midcourt. Okay? <laughs> IU turns it into a dunk on the other end. And they're jogging back down the court. And May looks over at him and he goes, Hey, man, don't, blame, don't bring that weak bleep in here. And Goose is terrified. So he looks over at Joe Hall, and he starts grabbing at his jersey to get substituted. And Hall literally folds his arms and turns around. <laughs> and I told, I told you before the show, that's the ultimate sign of coaching respect. 
which is, no, 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 stay out there. Yeah, you're a you're going to learn a lesson. You're a freshman. But I trust you to learn the lesson. Yeah. Right. So he said, later that year, they play him in the regional final in Dayton, and they beat him. They beat IU in that game. They get on the bus. They're driving back down I-75. They get to the state border. There is a motorcade waiting for them. They have cleared the highway. And all the way from the Ohio border to Lexington, all the farmers have come out. And people are standing on the overpasses and along the highways ready to celebrate this team. And it was just so BBN. Yeah. The idea that you, like no. they would just shut a highway down for the nothing basketball like team. There's nothing, nothing like it. Nothing like it. That was the year. That was the year that they got beat uh, in the finals uh, by yeah, right. U- by UCLA. John Wooden's last game. That was that year. No, yeah. no, that was it. Was a fun night. I really, that team, I really had a good time. I, I went back and looked that team up, and it's they had an unbelievable three years. I mean, just a, they were, yeah, they were great. Yeah, they were great. They were great. So, they were yeah. great, and you know, there were there were other people there that uh, Mike Phillips was a big part of that team, and uh, James Lee, who who played in Lexington at uh, where James Lee played, Taste Creek, maybe mm. I think Goose was at Bryant Station. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, so it was a fun night. I would not pay one thousand nine hundred seventy eight dollars for that bourbon. I'll go on record. Probably pay eighty five bucks. You mean if you t- buy the taste of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Eighty-five's a lot. Maybe seventy-five. Sixty. Oh, you're a, you're a harsh critic. <laughs> harsh critic. I got you in for nothing. Bourbon's made for drinking. Didn't cost. you. I did sit next to a very nice couple um, last night. He's a banker. She's a nurse. They were very nice people. So. I, I was surprised how big. I mean, they're they're. I think they were expecting like a hundred and twenty-five mm. or something like that. It was it was a nice crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I uh, and then I went and did the podcast after that. So it's a long day. It was good. Um, oh, I thought you did the podcast before. I did the. Po- I literally left your place. We didn't get out of there. It, it was past eight thirty when yeah, we got out. So of I there. got to the studio for the podcast at nine. We did the podcast till ten, and then I got up at four fifteen this morning to get oh stuff together goodness. for academic team. And now I'm here hanging out with you. So there you go. <laughs> oh man, this is this little Louis taking you up until noon here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven Fast Break Friday. Bobby V, Paul Rogers today. Uh, they are in town. So um, with the Florida State game here tomorrow, and a reminder that we are your home on the ninety three nine side for uh, everything Louisville basketball twelve thirty. I think that's supposed to be. Play-by-play is at four? Can you look up what time the game is? I don't know that this is correct. I thought because, it was two. Um, all these, well, while, while these times you, are not correct. While I'm you're sorry. doing that, Go ahead. I want to thank George and the Bernos team for bringing pizza by the studio today. I get to... Oh, you got a new one. Is this a new read? It is. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so let me say... Is that 2 o'clock? Uh, again. Th- yeah, network pregame, 1230, 2 o'clock, play-by-play. And then the post game show. Look for that around four thirty. That's it's just a typo on my sheet. I'm sorry. No. Uh, all to all tomorrow. Yeah, and and if you're going to that game, if you're one of the three or four thousand people that will attend that game tomorrow, uh, stop by Bearnose by the Bridge. Thanks to George and the Bearnose team for bringing lunch by the ESPN Studios. Bearnose has you covered for all of the big games this weekend, celebrating forty five years of Louisville style pizza. Don't forget that heart-shaped pizza is back now 
until Valentine's Day. Carry out, delivery, or dine in. 14 area locations in the Metro Louisville and Southern Indiana area. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. Thank you, Lou. Henry Clay. Henry Clay. There texters. You go. Thank that you, in. Texter. Our Texters. I'll tell you what. James Lee, Henry Clay. They know their stuff. Yep. By the way, that game, we mentioned it tomorrow. Again, 1230, 2 and about 430. Uh, Coors Light post game show with Taylor Lynch, I should mention. Um, over on 93.9. All that's on the available on the app as well. And Matchup predictor. Yeah, that's, Did you what look? I ju- that's what I just pulled up. Oh, okay. You know, we're like an old couple. The interesting thing is, I think for Georgia Tech, it was they were like 35%, 36 something like that. Mm-hmm. So this is very close, frankly. So, in your mind, right. coming off of the win, right. an apparent infusion of some energy for, with a core four. Should they, should they expect to win tomorrow? Uh, and I'm going to say no for one reason and one okay. reason. Okay, all right. Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> he just he just dominates. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, it's just it, one of those it, matchups. Yeah, it it hasn't been it hadn't been a great year for Leonard and the Seminoles, but they have won five ACC games, and I think they're playing better lately. Uh, although they've lost they've lost three in a row and got killed. Absolutely killed. 28 points uh, in the last time by uh, North Carolina State. But, um, no, I, I I don't know, Louie. I, I, no, I'm going to say no. They shouldn't expect. I mean, they should expect to win, but I don't know. That what do you will. think Leonard Hamilton's um, routine is that he looks like he does at 74 and I look like I do at 41? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> It's all about the genes. Man, he looks I like am, he's 50. I am convinced. He looks like it's, I mean, I don't care if you eat healthy, you have kale salads, and you run five miles. It's all about the genes. I mean, I looked, I looked at some of the people. I've told you this before. I've, I go to some of these events with players of my era, and some of the people can't walk up steps. Right. They can't straighten up straight. And... You know, I've eaten cheeseburgers for lunch my entire life, and I, you know, you, you take a small for, aspirin pill for now. For now, I don't limp or I don't, you know, have to walk bent. It over. is a remarkable thing about you that you are as tall as you are, and your, you know, your your extremities are as long as they are, and you don't have issues uh, that I that you've shared. Yeah, with me and least. so I am um, convinced. Yeah. I am convinced it's all about the genes. I think in your case, you're just country strong. Country strong. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think that's what you are. Yeah, country strong. Little country strong. Growing up on a farm. Avery, I'd like for you to refer to me from now on as <laughs> country strong. Big, big 44. Country strong. Yeah, uh, Leonard Hamilton will be 75 this year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, good for him. Keep... Are you turning 75 this year? Uh-huh. What are we doing for that? Uh, Nothing. Scott, if you're listening, man, I, I mean... I was 75. What are we doing? What did you guys do for your 50th? I don't remember. <gasps> Daniel. I don't remember. <laughs> we, had a, we had a really nice... I do remember oh, our 50th anniversary. We had a really nice... Uh, re, redid our vows. Um, and so I remember for which one? that. For our 50th wedding anniversary. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, I birthday. thought you meant no, our for 50th. You and Sherry, oh, yeah. No, no, oh, okay. no. We had a really... I was really, going to say, it was like two years ago. <laughs> our fi- our fiftieth anniversary, yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Okay, good. But All right, good. No, we've we stopped. We're just thrilled that we made it another year. Got it. <laughs> or at least you are. Right. <laughs> I didn't get to see Sherry yesterday. That was nice. 
My once, I, I described it as my once every nine months visit with uh, with Sherry. It's about how often I anticipate seeing her. Yeah. yeah, well, if I would get off my hindquarters and get out to Denver, I could probably absolutely. See her yeah, right. Yeah, so I should probably work on that. That's what we need to do. You need to come to Denver, and we'll do the show from there for a week. That's what we need to do. Dan Issel, the original big country, coming down on the text line. Text line disagreeing with me. Dan the goat. Goose, very good, but Dan the Goat. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's you know. more me just being a jerk. Don't worry. Uh, the <laughs> I, I, do think, I do think something – the other thing about you that I've learned in the last six months, now seven months doing the show, is you, um, you elevate people around you. And this is – and I wanted to make an apology to you. You talk about guys you played with like they were as good as you are. Mm. And that's a – that is a very – noble thing that you do but when you retired only three men in professional basketball history had scored more points and their names are wilt kareem and uh and uh, julius yeah okay so what how you talk about your teammates you're not lying but it's not true <laughs> you're just you are elevating your teammates because that's how you saw them you saw them as great i used to think you were doing that with mike pratt and i was wrong hmm Mike was absolutely worthy of having his number in the rafters there. No question. And not because of his broadcast career. Both of them matter. But after going through this article from Ben Roberts today, talking about who's actually hanging up there, not only, it it, it actually made me angry that Mike's not going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. Is crap. You're right. It's crap. You're exactly right. Somebody fumbled this in a horrible way. Yep. And we talked about, and, and, and I promise I'm connecting these things. We talked about the Baltimore Orioles leaving Baltimore yesterday. And people just assume things are always going to be there. And I think people started to take Mike being around for granted. They just assumed he'd be around forever. And because he didn't display the symptoms of how sick he really was, people just assumed he was going to be around forever. Yeah. And it made me angry reading this article that this is happening posthumously when it should have happened 10 years ago. At least. I mean, at the worst. And so I, I just, I, I want to apologize because I thought you were elevating your friend about his playing career. No. And I was wrong. No, no. He, he deserves to be in the top. He's one of the 40 best players in Kentucky history, no question. No question. No question. L- Louis, when he graduated... He oh, was yeah. in the top ten, and I've said this time and time again. All three categories. I, I, at his memorial service, I said this. He is. He was the best player at Kentucky that had not had the, his jersey retired. And I don't want to demean anybody, but there are people up there that couldn't carry Mike Pratt's jockstrap. After reading this article, I agree with you. And and you're absolutely right. And and Mike, the one time that we brought it up, I assumed that Mike had that his jersey had been retired. And and I said something one day, right in this studio during a break, and Mike said, "No, I my jersey isn't retired." And 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 that's about all he said. But I could tell there was an edge to it when he graduated. He was in the top 10 all time in points, rebounds, and assists. Now, you tell me that. At the end of the Rupp era. That, that, yeah. At the end of the Rupp era. Yeah, yes. and today, to this day, he's still in the top 30. He played 81 games. 
And he's still in the top 30 in all three categories. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. I appreciate you saying that. But, no, he, he deserves this honor. And you're absolutely right. It should have happened not 10 years ago. It should have happened 30 years ago. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, last thing I'll say on, on all of that. Um, I, I am I'm excited for you to get to say a few words tomorrow. Yeah. Because I know how much it means to you. And... Um, it has been nice as well getting to know Goose a little bit because I think you said the right thing last night because I think you're just right that was the one guy that could step in there absolutely and, and, and do what he's doing and, and, so and follow the, Mike the transition's been very because good. after all he is the only other player to be in the top 30 in all three of those there categories so oh man we're getting recommendations for your 75th birthday I, I just got I just got a text <laughs> from the uh, heir to my fortune yes he said tell Louie I've done enough for him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, a reminder that this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike forest trails, paddle, fish, whatever you want to do, you can get it done in Kentucky. It's never too early to make those summer vacation plans. You can do that at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. And welcome back. This is Issel and Louis, And we want to uh, right away jump on the hotline with the outstanding ESPN play-by-play announcer, Mr. Tom Hart. Tom, thanks for joining us this morning. Are you kidding? It's my pleasure. It's great to be on with you guys. Uh, we, I, I, uh, I listened to you do the game uh, on Tuesday, and you, you always do a great job. But um, uh, I think your partner there, <laughs> uh, Dane Bradshaw, I think he's one of the rising stars in this business, Tom. He, he has that unique ability to analyze the game, but he doesn't act like you turn the TV on to listen to him. Do, do you agree with that? <laughs> You are, Dan, you are on the money with that. And, uh, you know, you could be unfair, but you can make a comparison to, to other people in, in TV these days. What I like about Dane, and you would understand this, and people who've ever worked in the industry would get this or, or played, is he works his tail off studying film and being knowledgeable about the teams. But when we meet with the coaches, he doesn't say, this is what you do or what you should do. He says, hey, help me out here. Here's what I see. What am I missing? Hmm. Or what's next? And, um, I mean, we just we had a long conversation with Cal to shoot around about their uh, ball screen defense, which I know has been a point of contention and, and a point of failure in many times. And he said, you know, here, here's what happened on these three possessions against Kansas. What do you want to happen in this scenario? Where do you want – the five man to go what are you looking for from the four man but anyway um that's a long-winded answer but he is he is uber talented he is dedicated and he's just so unassuming that he just you know he was a great player at tennessee but he played with superstars and was a role player in many ways and 
That's kind of how he is on the on the television broadcast. Yeah, well, I I really enjoyed your your uh, your telecast of the Ole Miss game. Tell us, uh, kind of big picture, Tom. What are your impressions of this Kentucky team? Well, I think that first of all, I think they're going to get in because they're playing good basketball right now, and that's the number one question. And that was a fair question to ask after the South Carolina game: is can this team string enough, string together enough wins to get into the NCAA tournament? That being said, I think they could be really dangerous. I mean, we all remember what happened when they're in the 8-9 game and they faced a one seat in Wichita State in the second round. And Cal made the point then, like, hey, this is patently unfair to Wichita State. If you're going to seat us this low, it doesn't just hurt us. It hurts that next team. Um, if this Kentucky team is an 11 seed, there's a six seed sitting out there. Maybe it's St. Mary's, just to pull a random name out. Who's going to say what? We got to face Kentucky and all of those studs because as as frustrating as the season has been on some levels, this is still a, an uber talented team um, at every position. And so I, I think they're in good shape. There's a couple of things that obviously need to, need refinement. I'd love to see CJ knock down a couple of these open threes and and in practice uh, the practices I've been to, the shootarounds I've attended. He has knocked those down. It's just a matter of doing it, you know, when they're selling popcorn in the building. Yep. Tom Hart's with us at Tom underscore Hart, H-A-R-T, on Twitter from ESPN. We call the game tomorrow night. Uh, is it on? It's on ESPN, yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. ESPN. So 8.30 start for that one. Check them out there. We will have a post-game show here, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show, around 10.30, of course, on 680-1057. So, Tom, Florida uh, gets the win against Tennessee the other day. They seem to be a team that's, you know, like a lot of teams in the SEC, kind of middling. I never know what to expect from Tennessee. Frankly, you know, Kentucky goes down there and, and wins an ugly game. They go three for 21 from three. Uh, what, do you, what do you expect, though, from Florida coming in on Saturday? Are they a confident team right now? I don't know if they're confident because there's, there's this underlying theme with Florida. And, and when I say with Florida, I'm really talking about their star player, Colin Castleton. He plays with a lot of motion. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, he's, he's crazy talented. And a lot of times – and maybe Dan could speak to this. You get a player who is overly emotional on the court, both good and bad. Um, I, I feel like sometimes that's trying to, to mask the lack of confidence. He should be a very confident player. He leads them in scoring. He leads them in assists. He leads them in rebounding. He's an elite shot blocker. But there's just a lack of consistency in his game. And, and maybe if he had better guard play around him, um, he'd be even better. I mean, I, I remember when I first saw him, and especially again last year, he has become one of the best post or elbow passers on kickouts that I've seen in recent memory. I mean, if he gets it on the block, you still have to guard the far corner three because he can find that guy, and he can find him an open shot, and he's, he's willing to share, and he's a smart player. Um, but they kind of go as he goes, and, and you'll see watching the game, He'll ride a roller coaster of emotions. A bad call goes against him. Uh, you know, he, a foul doesn't doesn't get whistled that he thinks he would have deserved. Mm-hmm. All that being said, in the second half and especially late against uh, Tennessee, he controlled that game and he won that game for Florida. He just kind of took over at the end, and he's he's good enough to do that. And he's got the length that historically has bothered Oscar. So I think that's the matchup of the game to watch. Those two banging down low. You mentioned that matchup, Tom, and Tom Hart with us from ESPN. Are they going to be able to play that pick and roll that's been so troubling for Oscar? 
it's not as big a part of their game as it is for others. And, and the reason is they can and they, they will. My guess is they'll probably run more of it against Kentucky than they did, say, against Tennessee. But they really like to get the ball in Castleton's hands, um, you know, at the elbow, at the high post or low post, and let him distribute from there. It's less, from what I've seen, it's less diving to the rim off of ball screens and more, you know, get it to him, move around him, and let him make plays. But you'd be, it'd be coaching negligence for anybody going forward if, if they didn't run yep. not just some of that but a lot of it um, against Kentucky. Uh, Tom, speaking about emotion, tomorrow's going to be a very emotional night for a lot of us and I know you you knew Mike well and I appreciated you uh, saying the other night that, uh, that they were going to retire Mike's jersey on Saturday night. Uh, give us some of your recollections about Mr. Pratt. Well, first of all, uh, this is I'm pretty good at, uh, at calling play-by-play and identifying stuff that happens in front of me. I'm really bad at the emotional stuff. I'll just be honest. To be honest. Like I, I can't push through broadcasts. I'm not, I'm not a professional. I can't do that. So um, when it comes up during the game, maybe I'll just have Jimmy handle it. That would be the easiest way. But I remember years ago, I think Kentucky, Kentucky was on the road. I think they're playing at Seton Hall. And there was a play at midcourt on a loose ball where, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, it was a close game, and Seton Hall had fought back valiantly to get into the game against a team that they shouldn't be and, in, in Kentucky. And um, there was a steal at midcourt, and the call went against Seton Hall, and it was going to lead to a breakaway and points to the other end. And I was driving somewhere in the south from one game to another, from a game to home or whatever it might be. And I, and I told Mike and Tom Leach uh, when I saw them, the very next game, I said, I was so impressed the way you guys handled that because it, a, a lot of team broadcasts are so slanted towards the home team that they have zero authority. You know, it's, you, you, there's tr- zero trust there. But they, they called it with empathy and they said, oh, you know, it was a bad call and it benefited our Wildcats, but you kind of feel for Seton Hall and, and I can't do it justice the way they, they spoke to it in that moment. Um, but I was so impressed that was such professionalism and sensitivity and knowing that not only do we want Kentucky to win, of course we do, but we know what it's like, and, and Mike knows what it's like to be in the battle and to be out there every day. And I, I thought that was the most impressive part about his, his play calling and his work on the radio. Um, but when we travel, I'll, I'll just say this far, when we travel so much and, and I'm away from home for two or three games a week, and you get to see the same friendly faces and nice people. Um, we're at Alabama last year and staying at the same hotel um, and come down and um, – or maybe this was two years ago – come down and have bre- – just ran into Mike and had breakfast with him at the hotel, uh, you know, buffet. <laughs> and it was the most enjoyable part about my trip because here's a friendly face that I can sit down with. We don't even have to talk ball. You know, it's it's not about, hey, what's going on with the team? It's – How's everything in your life? What's going on with your family? How are the kids? So, yeah, it's it's going to be emotional for a lot of people. Yep, yep. Uh, Tom Hart telling the same story that all of us have told. It's never just about sports. <laughs> it's uh, it's about right. talking with Mike Pratt at Tom underscore Hart H A R T on Twitter. Go find his stuff. He'll be on the call tomorrow night on ESPN uh, on the TV side. 
what do you think is more likely? And we, we, we are of the opinion on this show, Tom, that with UK right now, it's just concentrate on the next game and then and get that win if you can and then go you know, figure out the next one after that. The big picture stuff is sort of not a big conversation for us. But what do you think is more likely? Dan and I have a wager that Kentucky is a single-digit seed or a double-digit seed by Selection Sunday. That's a great question. Um, Say single digit, the- Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bet like this. Um, given what they have left, historically Kentucky hasn't played well on the road at Starkville. Right that that will be more of a challenge than it should be on paper. I think um, they should be a single digit seed. Hey, let me answer it this way. I think resume-wise, they probably probably should be a ten or eleven at the at the end of the year. I just I don't see them piling up all the wins and getting all of the upsets that they would need to get based on the strength of the schedule they have remaining. Um, I wonder if the selection committee, though, going back to the Wichita State year, would say, you know what, this team has such awesome potential, it would be unfair to have them as a 10 or 11, they deserve to be higher, and that's more respectful of than the higher seed that they would face in the second round. Um, I just, I think they're playing great basketball right now. This is a really tough league, and it's, it's base, and you, we've seen it, not just um, who you play, but when you play them. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of tough games left on that schedule. Tom, this, this is an impossible question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I, I take the field. I give you one pick as to who the NCAA champion is going to be. Who do you take? And and you're not allowing me to take the field? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I could because I know Kentucky's going to be a single seed, so I'm playing with with house money, so I could could give you the field. You're already one up up on me. Absolutely. Um, You know, I like... Everybody likes Purdue based on Edie. What I like about Purdue is that those guards remind me of the guards that won the national championship with Virginia. They're solid. They don't get rattled. They're going to give you consistency. Um, and I could easily make a case. Um, I could easily make a case for Purdue. I'd love to pick Alabama or Tennessee. And of those two, I would take Alabama over Tennessee because of Tennessee's, um, yes, they're an elite defensive team, but as we saw the other night against Florida, sometimes their offense can go on the back of a milk carton. Yep. So um, I, I would, I'm, I'm basically, I'm not going out on too long a limb. I'm basically taking Purdue or Alabama, and I, I would still rather have the field. I just don't think either one of those teams is um, that far ahead of the pack to make that a wise pick. Yeah, it's an interesting year that way where we're probably going to get a team that hasn't has either not been to a Final Four in a very long time, a first-time coach, um, something like that, uh, you know, cutting the nets down um, at the end of the season. Tom Hart with us from ESPN. All right, uh, what are people around the country saying about the UofL season that's happening across the street here that <laughs> causes vomit inducement twice, three times a week? Well... Quite frankly, they're saying that there's no talent on that roster, and that you know, and 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 then that gets into a deeper conversation about where the program has been, how they've gotten here. But it's it really starts with that. You go, and this is a conversation that, um, it's, quite frankly, has grown 
grown boring at shoot arounds in gyms um, lately, but the first you know two and a half months of the years, can they really be that bad? And the answer is, have you seen the roster? Yes, it's not a good team. They're not talented enough. Um, and then everything kind of flows downhill from there, right? I mean, um, a mule's never won the Derby, so you, you, there's only so much that you can do as as a, as a coaching staff, I think. That's that's great. That that is very appropriate because that's exactly what Mike Pratt used to always say. You can't you can't win can't, <laughs> can't win, win the, the derby. derby can't win the Derby with a mule. Tom, we really appreciate your time. Uh, Tom will be on the call with Jimmy Dykes, I think, tomorrow. Right? Yeah, I'll be with Jimmy. By the way, that must be divine intervention. I did not know that was one of Mike's saying. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have to work that into the broadcast Saturday. Absolutely. So if you can't make it out to Rupp Arena tomorrow, 8.30, ESPN, Tom Hart, uh, Jimmy Dykes on the call. Tom, I I hope to say hello to you tomorrow night. Oh, I I would love it. I can't wait to see you. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Tom Hart. Tom underscore Hart on Twitter, H-A-R-T. Go join the 38,000 people that follow him on Twitter. So there you mm. go. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he had... Course, He's good. You're right. That Tuesday call was enjoyable. Yeah. It, no, it was, it was great. Good. I it really I right. really enjoyed it. I've been, it harsh, nice, I've been harsh on some of the announcers. Nice change of pace. On, on ESPN. <laughs> that was... Uh, Tom's such a professional. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, as he said, he's good. He's good at what he does. He gets, he's not good at emotion, but on, on play-by-play, he's good at that. It's an interesting self-evaluation, though, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And, I, uh, and I know you and I are kind of that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Saw, All saw, that moment on the show yesterday, Avery. Saw your eyes water up oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. That, that guy, was cool. That guy froze me, Mark? man. Mark, was that yeah. his name? Mark, Mark yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not yeah. forgetting that name for... Yeah. So um, I'll, tell, I'll tell that story in 20 years. Yeah, yeah, no you, you need to. So, um, well, uh, <laughs> it's interesting because you, a couple of things about what he said, and it's nice to have national people on because we're in this bubble and we're you know we're we're watching every Louisville game, we're watching every Kentucky game, we're in the middle of it, right? Right. right. It's interesting to hear him say things like coaching malpractice if he doesn't if they don't run the pick and roll, <laughs> right? Everybody knows that was a good right? line. It, he's also referred to talking about Louisville as boring. Guess what? It is here too, right? I mean, they don't have any talent. He, I mean, yeah. he sounded like you. I mean, and so if, if people I, can just yeah. see what's going on, yeah. right? I mean, it's just no. it's obvious on both accounts what's right. going on, right? right? So, and, you yeah. know, and and people that are taking shots at Kenny, and yeah. you know, when you're two or three and nineteen or whatever they are, I mean, there's plenty of people that are going to take shots sure. at the coach. But I was glad to, to hear Tom say that because uh, out outside of this market. Uh, the opinion is what you and I have been saying all year. There's no talent on this team. Sure. It doesn't matter if Kenny can coach or not. He's got no shot with this group of players. There you go. Well, it, it's it, it's the other part, and and Dan, it's it is remarkable that everyone says the same thing about Mike Pratt. Yeah, everyone has the same story. Yeah, I thought about asking him if he had gotten to know him well enough to have a nickname. Because that's the other thing about about Mike, he had a nickname for everybody. <laughs> Sweeney man. Uh, I was just Louie Louie. It was a little lazy on mine, a little bit. <laughs> My one criticism of Mike, <laughs> but everybody had one. Big S, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody had a nickname. 
That's it was always true. personal. It was always personal with Mike. Yeah. That's the thing I think all of us miss the most. There's going to uh, there's gonna be tonight, there's going to be, and, and UK has really done a terrific job. There's going to be a, 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 a celebration tonight. Mike's family and a lot of his teammates, a lot of his friends uh, at Rupp Arena in one of the club rooms tonight. Uh, it's going to be a little celebration before the the retirement tomorrow but uh so it's it's going to be a great weekend and i hope i can get through it without crying oh uh coming coming down on the text line four three seven nine six eighty, ups jobs text line um google tom hart and apparently he's one of the favorites to become the new braves play-by-play voice oh really we should i wish that texter had come in before we could have asked him about that well, i don't know if i would have asked him about it but why um, not speculate about jobs like that i don't know know. hey it's talk radio (laughs) by the way i wanted to give a shout to to ken uh salvaggi here our uh our sales manager yeah in this cool for holding on to these and knowing you know timing it with you from the local sps that that all of our listeners voted on we and by the way we it's it's we're actually a very rare station that gets to do that's these. what i found out this yeah, morning very not, not every no. espn no, 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 no. station gets to do the it's local like sp 15 or 20 in the whole country yeah wow it's very very rare frankly and that's why when we talk about it we have the ads and we do all that stuff it's because we it, it is not every affiliate that gets to do it i didn't sure. know that till this morning right and can save these and there's two of them yep uh one is for mike for the perseverance award right which is great so you'll be able to give that to marcia tonight at the at the event that's why i'm bringing it up and there's one for oscar and I need, I need, like I need oxygen, a picture of Dan Issel next to Oscar Sheboy handing off that. Well, away. we're going to try. I, I, I'm gonna, Maybe shoot around or something. I'm going to pull all the strings I can. I don't know if I can get if I can get to Oscar to present this SB2. If Goose can't get you on the court to hand that to him, take a three-second photo, Goose Givens is never allowed on the show again. I'm saying it. Will, he, will you no longer consider him the GOAT? <laughs> oh, he's done if he can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either pull the strings or don't, right? I mean, be the goat or don't. <laughs> yeah, and and, and these uh, trophies. Oh, they're nice. They're they're the exact uh, ESPY award that that they give on the national show. Yeah, I mean, they are. Marsha's going to die when she sees this tonight. She's going to love this. Mike, uh, as you said, the Perseverance Award, and Oscar, the uh, College Male Athlete of yeah. the Year. So well deserved on both counts. Yeah. Absolutely. So that'll be fun. I know you're going to have a blast the next couple of days. So th- this is, you talk about a Dan Issel three days, Avery. Saturday, tonight, Pratt stuff for 24 hours. I mean, just 24 hours of Pratt, right? Sunday, church. Oh, Dan loves it. Oh, going to church. Monday, selling a horse. If you want to sum up Dan in three things, BBN, church, and horses, that's it. You got it. Boom. You got it. And, what, and, and the other thing. <laughs> Uh, the horses are going to the sales grounds this afternoon, oh. and they'll be showing to potential buyers tomorrow and Sunday. So I'll be out at Phasic Tipton a lot. Uh, I love being around be horse dominating. sales. Absolutely love it. The yeah. next three days, well, the last uh, starting yesterday, four, five great days in the life of Big Forty Four. <laughs> Country strong, country strong, country strong. Oh man, I did. Uh, I did mention that. A reminder: the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show is tomorrow night after Florida. Late one, probably ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Streetle Entz will have you there for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show. First time uh, to hear from Cal. Your texts, your calls, all of that. Maybe even hear from some of the players if it's Kentucky basketball. We'll talk about it here on your home for college hoops, ESPN six eighty one oh five seven. That's also available on the app 
as well. So make sure you tune in for those guys. They do a great job on that show. They've been, and man, it occurred to me too. Streetle's been doing that show for a half decade or so. Has he really? I mean, just maybe six years even. I mean, he was talking about seasons that he had covered doing the postgame show and the players. And I'm like, that guy's been in the NBA for five years. You know, <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, no, they've been there for a long time. So, so. Has, this, uh, has this streak kind of picked Streetle's head up? Is he, uh, is he a little more into I, it? Because, I, yeah. you know, after, after that, uh, he, got, he got a little complacent after that South Carolina loss. Yeah, I, I think he's probably where I am. Which is just win the next game. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think if we he were on the bet, he would agree with me. Ooh, double digits. Yeah, game. Avery. What was what, what was uh, uh, Sandy talking about? Uh, his <laughs> rant from yesterday. Oh what yeah. Was, what was his rant yesterday? I have no idea. Okay, that is so a great question. U of L. So you don't listen. Just like this show, you don't listen to their show either. So I'm. No, so I do a million different things. So uh, I know. I'm, I and know. yesterday was a very stressful day, so yeah. I was just focusing on getting my oh, stuff done. Okay. All right. I got out of here like it. after 5 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Poor thing. Yeah, this week I've been I do a million different things. It's my favorite thing that you say, Avery. I, I do do a No one is busier, Dan, than childless people. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, so... Uh, We'll get into a bunch of things in the second hour of the show. We'll do some picks. Man, the slate of college basketball tomorrow is unbelievable. Isn't, isn't it? It's the best day we've had this year. Yeah. I mean, the, great games. Those tomorrow. are only ranked matchups. Mm. I'm not even including other good games tomorrow. Right. I mean, that's un- one, two, three, four. There's six games on there. Yeah. I, and, and that Purdue Indiana game right at four o'clock, that's, to me, that's, that's prime time college basketball. Because you watch the game from four to six, and then then you go on with your evening. Mm-hmm. I think that four o'clock game is like yeah, you watch a little bit earlier in the day. You got your stuff done. Four o'clock game. Four o'clock. Boom. It'll be great. We'll talk about those games. Um, the Donovan Mitchell fight. We gotta get into that. And there's a Bozich sound from yesterday that I think is interesting. We'll try to find that rant too. Okay. We'll try to find that rant. All right. Thanks, right. Rick. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.